Reflection Nonviolence or Non-Existence This article comes from South Korea and is written by Father Pat Cunningham. An anniversary of my ordination is an opportunity to reflect on the path priesthood has taken me. The date is March 11, the Feast of Our Lady of Lourdes and the World Day of Prayer for the Sick. And perhaps because of this coincidence, I have been particularly conscious of acknowledging and praying for those who have succumbed to the deadly coronavirus or fallen ill, as well as healthcare workers. As a Columban working in South Korea, my mission has challenged me to be a peacemaker. My own path has led me to endorse and support the Catholic Nonviolence Initiative, a project of Pax Christi International, a worldwide Catholic peace movement. I participate in that movement to promote the power of nonviolence in people's struggle for justice and peace across the world. Words I once saw inscribed on a banner reminding all humanity that if we refrain from violence against creation, Mother Nature in her wonderful generosity will provide all living beings with shelter, food, water and adequate oxygen to ensure a flourishing and sustainable way of life for all God's creatures, all seared deeply into my consciousness. Paraphrasing what Martin Luther King pointed out decades ago, the choice is no longer between war and peace or violence and non-violence. Rather, with the cataclysmic impact of climate change, loss of biodiversity and the constant threat of nuclear war, the only choice that remains is between non-violence and non-existence. I am a regular visitor to what I regard as the highly significant village of Gangjuong on the island of Jeju off the southern tip of the Korean peninsula, the unwilling host of a highly controversial naval base. Villagers from Gangjuong have consistently opposed the construction of the base since its inception in 2007 and participated in a highly organised and persistent 15-year-long protest. I join other peacemakers outside the military base for the daily early morning 100 bow prayer vigil. It is a plea for the life and peace of Gangjiong. Each one of the 100 bows is fundamentally a solemn vow and promise to engage in non-violent resistance against the destruction of the local environment and ongoing militarization. It is a physically challenging ritual involving kneeling and then leaning forward until the forehead touches the ground. Participants in this vigil hold that posture as they offer a prayer and then rise to their feet. They repeat this 100 times. It really tests my creaking bones, but every time I have prayed with this group, I feel refreshed and revitalised by the knowledge that all the participants are stubbornly declaring a resounding no to preparation for war. The Gangjiang community has continued to inspire me with its global awareness, and while lamenting the monstrosity that is this naval base in their village, they have added their voices to call seeking a suspension of the rim of the Pacific exercise in Hawaii 
held biennially over a two-week period in August. These naval and missile exercises involve South Korea, and this year 25 other countries are expected to take part. Controversially, a call has also gone out for Taiwan to join. The naval manoeuvres and explosives not only wreak a huge toll on marine life, but also ratch up international tensions in the South China Sea. The war games continue to grow in size, despite the many calls for their de-escalation. The United Nations Secretary-General Antonio Guterres, together with Pope Francis, has been vocal in calling for a de-escalation in military build-up and all preparation for war, especially during the coronavirus pandemic. In this year of the 72nd anniversary of the outbreak of the Korean War, people around the world are calling for a peace treaty and an immediate conclusion to the war that has never ended. The people have only a tenuous non-aggression armistice between the lands to the north and the south of the demilitarised zone, which divides the two Koreas to protect them from an outbreak of blazing violence. The unstable armistice and system of division have brought great pain and suffering to the people and turned the divided peninsula into one of the most highly militarised areas of the world, while significantly propelling the international nuclear arms race. The people of the Korean Peninsula have lived under the constant threat of war and destruction for the past 72 years while witnessing endless military exercises. And ironically, a positive consequence of the pandemic has been a welcome reduction in tension and a scaling back of annual war exercises. I would like to draw on a message I read recently. The planet does not need more successful people. The planet desperately needs more peacemakers, healers, restorers, storytellers and lovers of all kinds. Over my years as a Columban missionary and priest, it has been my privilege to know and work with some of them. I salute them with a heartfelt thank you. That was this issue's reflection, written by Father Pat Cunningham, who lives and works in South Korea.